Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelia Jr., and I'm joined by Game Onesis, a.k.a. Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Janet, how's it going? It's going. I think this is my first time with us being live on YouTube since we oh, switched really? over to YouTube. Yeah. How do you like how, it? How, how's the scenery on YouTube? I, how do you, are, I, do you have the chat gonna... open? What's the word of the vibes of the chat? Oh, yeah, I have the chat open. Um, the vibes were um, someone said, Skylar Forslund said, kind of funny, delaying games daily again in reference to the title of the episode. Um, the vibes are good. People are saying hello, good morning. Um, yeah, I feel like it's the same. It's really similar vibes. It was interesting seeing like the crossover to YouTube and seeing so many familiar usernames kind of instantly. So I appreciate people yeah. following us to that the ends of fear. the earth. My big fear was that we'd move to YouTube and all of a sudden the Twitch kids that I'm used to seeing would disappear. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I miss um, nanobiologists. I miss kebabs and all these all these people. Yeah. Turns out oh, they follow Jesus. us wherever we go. Turns out if you streamed on Vimeo, they'd be there too. Exactly. Followers. <laughs> really quick, Janet, I don't know on your end, but I can hear blessing through uh, your mic uh, somehow. Yeah, I can. Uh, just uh, okay. Bit. How about now? Hello, hello. I think I fixed it. Okay. I probably I just had you too good. loud. Cool. I like sat down and last blessing oh, and buried as loud as humanly out. possible. Mm-hmm. Now I'm cutting out. No, uh, not, guys, it was just once. It was just first. I think, okay. Yeah, it's once so far. If it happens again, we'll get Kabob yeah, yeah, yeah. one Let of me our know. followers to replace you on the show. Uh, I want to shout out your Pokemon shirt that you're rocking. Thank I assume you. I assume that's in um, celebration of the new Pokemon that was announced today that we'll talk about later in the show. Oh, yeah. I definitely think that far in advance when I sat down this morning. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. we we happened to all be wearing Marvel stuff yesterday when we uh, reacted to the Deadpool content. So I'm I'm just saying, like, you know, the best laid plans are just accidents, you know? You're saying we're saying we set the tone for the news. Yeah. Because of what we choose to wear that day. Yeah, that's, because that's you were wearing really the Marvel thing. Tim was, uh, Tim put on his uh, kind of funny Marvel shirt, and I had my button up with uh, the Avengers on it yesterday, so... Yeah. I got a DK64 shirt that I can bust out right oh, now that I can wear. You know what I bless. mean? Barrett... Don't tempt fate like that, bless. Finally get some DK65 action up in here. Uh, Janet, have you have you had one of those things where people keep asking you to play the same game because they think it'll be your jam and they don't stop asking you to play it? Yeah, I mean, normally it's just one person asking me one game. <laughs> but yes, to some degree. Like, I've, been have, I've been having that recently with the release of Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mm. Where I swear every two days, somebody hits me up and is like, bless. You've got to play Xenoblade Chronicles well, 3. Well, are you a Xenoboy? No, I'm not. Like, I've, I tried playing the first one when it came out on the original Wii, and I got a few hours in, and I was like, I'm going to play the last story instead, and I played that. Uh, mm-hmm. In Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I booted up, I played the first hour, and, like, I didn't, like I, it's not that it's bad or anything. It's just that I feel like game new games on the Switch have this thing for me where... I'm like, they all just look ugly. <laughs> and this isn't like, it, this isn't a shame Xenoblade. Like, it's not Xenoblade's fault that the Switch is not powerful hardware anymore. But like, it's that first hour thing of like, uh, 
I could play this or I could play a really good looking game on the PlayStation. And I, again, nothing against like the content of Xenoblade. I'm sure it hits, but that's kind of the disconnect I have with it right now. There's definitely a lot of dusted and busted energy over at the Switch, um, especially for stuff that, I mean, I feel like if anything, Xenoblade is probably one of the better, I imagine one of the better looking games on Switch in a sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a, a bit of a drop off, I think, but I don't know. It's, it can still be worth going to. Like, I'm back. I'm kind of re back in my Switch era, I think, because of Splatoon 3 and Tinykin and a couple other key players. But mm. yeah, I think specifically the last Direct, I was like, wow, sometimes the Switch does not look good. Someone yeah, should fix that, that. When you see the Seafood trailer, it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. believe this game can have such a, such a downgrade. And it's, it's the thing now where I've been tweeting about, like, so how i've been connecting the dots on some of my tastes in video games where like i beat inscription and i was like man i really love that and i'm like man i love this for the same reason that i love these three other games right and then i, I brought in like near persona and final fantasy 7 remake into it where i'm like oh yeah like you give me a really cool unique combat system you give me a sense of humor you give me wacky vibes you give me like some ex- existentialism and i'm there right and like this morning i tweeted out like four more games where i'm like Oh yeah, connecting more of the dots. You know, I love 13 Sentinels. I love Cyberpunk. I love Deus Ex. I love Katana Zero. And all these games sort of have this like cyberpunk slash sci-fi, like mm-hmm. crazy vibe, but but with also like really great dialogue choices and yada, yada, yada. And then yeah, folks responded being like, yo, you should play some, uh, you should play some Xenoblade 3. And I'm like, oh, I probably should play some Xenoblade 3. The question is, will I? <laughs> That's the bigger question. Yeah. And the answer is I... probably, yeah, in 2023 or something. I actually have, um, I'm going to try to not to, click too loudly pulling it up but i have a list on gg app of games that i think i forgot what i called it i think like games people want me to play that i probably will never play and i put those on that list and then i don't know when or if i'm gonna revisit it but basically it's stuff that i acknowledge is probably worth spending time with or that is acclaimed but that i know i'm just not gonna get around to and maybe xenoblade is that for you is there a number one game that people want you to play Oh, um, I think the number one game people tend to mention might be Persona 5. Um, Not really because they think it's my taste. I think they just feel like it's a really, which it is, you know, incredible game that I haven't gotten around to. Games people want me to play that I probably won't. Um, What do we got on here? We got um, Spiritfarer. Definitely a me game. Oh, just have yeah, that's a Janet game right there. Yeah. I know, because, that actually because is a me you, game. you want to know why? Because it's a Greg game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Games Greg wants me to play. No, it's other stuff like uh, Ender Lilies is on there, like Grifflands, Paradise Killer, which I did try a little bit. Paradise but Killer is dope. I, it didn't click with me in those first few minutes, and I know that's not <laughs> a lot of time, but like, I don't know, maybe. Um, Pokemon Unite is on there. That, it's like... So okay, so these aren't like necessarily all like critically acclaimed games, but they're games that I heard are good that I haven't played. Maybe I never will. Oh well, that's what the description of the list says. Gotcha. Boomerang X is on there. You know, it's like Half Life Alex oh, is on there. Boomerang X is real good. Half Life Alex. Yeah, I gotta play Half Life Alex too because that, that's one that I know I'll probably really dig based on my own game taste. Like um, you gotta put the headset all on. Like, that's the thing. Oh, Bring like, it to, if it comes to, to PlayStation VR too. I'll play for PlayStation VR too. It's just a thing. Sure. I don't feel like booting up. I don't feel like, you know, connecting a headset to my PC and playing that way. I actually heard it's kind of we'll scary. See. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. But. Dude, base, like base Half-Life is scary to me. I do not like those head crabs. Like, head, yeah, uh, that's a like, thing. This is actually one of my gaming um, shames. Like one of the, one of the game franchises that 
I think I would absolutely love if I saw it through is Half-Life. Half-Life is 1000% a blessing type of game. Uh, but it's that double, it's that dual thing of, I didn't play it when it came out, right? I just somehow missed it. I think that's because Half-Life is more associated with PC and I was a console boy growing up. Um, but then also- We were, also, we were young when the first Half-Life came out too. Yeah, but that was like, what? That was early 2000s. Like I played plenty of early 2000s games. Right, um, I see what you mean. Yeah, but if, and if I was more of a PC person in the early 2000s as opposed to a PS2 kid, then I probably would have played something like Half-Life. It came out in uh, 98. 98? What a year. Yeah. What a year. 98. Shout out to 98. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to 98, actually. 98 was a pretty good year. Um, that was four years old. Uh, but there's like Half-Life 2 yeah. came out in Orange Box and all that stuff, and I missed I miss that as well. But I've also like, I played the Portal games, and I absolutely adore the Portal games, so I feel like Half-Life would probably be up my alley to some extent. But then also the times I've tried to go back, it's that old game is old thing, and it's also the head crabs freak me out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't deal with the head crabs. They're like the hands in <laughs> Elden Ring, where like I'm, I start sweating. I have a physiological reaction to these things. Um, so, we, we actually do we'll have see. a show to do, but Justin McClure did say, bless. What about Mario Rabbids? What happened to that? <sighs> I bought it. At this point, I feel like it's just time to skip it. You know, it's yeah. over. Two's I, coming I, out. I read the bless previews for chance. two. It's over. I do want to try out Sparks of Hope because the previews make it sound great. Michael Hyam, oh, yeah, my roommate, should. played it and he, he was he was raving about it to me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play um, Sparks of Hope. If nothing, just You're for gonna the love soundtrack. It. I think I'll love it too. Because hmm. I'm assuming it's just kind of more one, so which is fine by me. One was incredible. So Yeah. Well, enough about Mario and Rabbids. Let's talk about uh, today's stories, which includes Skull and Bones having been delayed, big Overwatch 2 changes, and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe uh, by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new kind of funny x cast is up right now and it's all about grounded 1.0 greg joins the crew to talk about the review impressions that is up right now on youtube.com so it's kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe and then after this over on youtube.com so it's kind of funny uh, we'll be re live recording our review of andor episode four with tim barrett sage and carboni uh, so go check that out get hyped about star wars Thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by NZXT and Uplift, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with story number one. Ubisoft is delaying Skull and Bones. This comes directly from a press release on their website titled Skull and Bones Release Date Update. Our team is hard at work polishing and balancing the experience ahead of the worldwide launch. As a result, we've made the tough decision to move our release date to March 9th, 2023. We're very eager for you all to get your hands on Skull and Bones and dive headfirst into the dangerous and exciting world of building your own pirate empire. Uh, to give you the best possible experience, we've decided to take a little more time to make sure we can deliver exactly that. 
For the most eager of you, we are also very happy to announce uh, we will hold an open beta of the game in the near future. We'll share more news on how you can sign up to register soon, so keep your spyglasses trained on our social media for more news and announcements. Janet, another Skull and Bones delay. Does it shock you? No, it doesn't. Um, you know, what's the saying? A, a bad game. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson game. quote. A game yes. you delay, a game not delayed can be bad, but uh, if you don't delay, if you delay your game, it won't hit the rock bottom. Oh, nailed it. Um, but also a delayed game can also still be bad. So I definitely don't have super high hopes for Skull and Bones. I don't necessarily think that this means anything one way or the other. Obviously, I'm always glad for a team that acknowledges when it needs more time and allows for that more time. Um, we're also acknowledging the fact that just because they are having things like delays doesn't mean that it's a studio that's, you know, operating perfectly either. You know, I'm not there. I don't know the ins and outs in the day in, day out. You can totally still be crunching and delaying your game. There's no reason those two need to be, God, was it not mutually exclusive or mutually exclusive, right? Um, but yeah, this does not surprise me. It is, um, I guess, kind of unfortunate that it is part of the the memification of Skull and Bones because it's been so delayed, because we've heard about it for so long because it's like the pirate wave came and went and it's back again. And it's still like so much has happened since I feel like we first heard about this game to getting to this point of having what is now maybe the final release date. Bless, do you think they hit this March 9th, 2023? I don't know if they have a good tagline. They either hit it or it gets canceled. One of the two. And at this point, I don't think Ooh. it gets canceled because I think you just, I, I think you would have canceled it at this point, yeah. right? If you're going to delay it another time and i don't think they want to delay it out of the fiscal year i think that's why they kept like they delayed it as far as they could too yeah yeah, yeah like, like I, I think this is coming out i just don't know if it'll be good or if it'll be supported for very long oh, but it's definitely. going you're, neither, you're gonna neither. you're gonna play this game like you're they're like you're gonna play this game wait you saying ubisoft is saying we're gonna play this game or like yeah people out there are gonna like, get like we're we're putting this game out there like oh you will yeah be playing we're this releasing game. this Will it be for? Uh, will it be a good time? I don't know. Will it be a long time? Probably not. But y'all go and play this game and sign up for the beta if you're interested. Because that, that's that. the thing is going back to the Dwayne the Rock Johnson quote. You know, like a delayed uh -huh. game inevitably can be good or whatever. Uh, it won't hit rock bottom. I don't know if Skull and Bones is gonna be good. Like I don't. I, if I had to sit, and I don't want to sit here and just you know be mean to Skull and Bones and just dunk on right. this game. I don't think this game is gonna be good. You know, and I don't know many people who think this game is going to be good. Yeah. Even delaying it, I don't, I, I think at the core level of what the game is selling itself as and what it's trying to be, I don't know if there's a wide audience for it. I think yeah. there's probably a small audience for it. You know, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, yo, I do want to live the pirate adventure and just control my ship and get into these battles and, these, and get into these sea battles. But when but I, I think of- I don't want to see of Thieves. But I don't want to be, and that's the other thing is when I think of the people who do have that pirate fantasy, I think Sea of Thieves fulfills that so well. And from what we're getting out of the uh, the Skull and Bones trailers that we've gotten so far, the gameplay breakdowns, it seems like Sea of Thieves is doing that more so and doing it way better. You know, you can actually board and unboard your ship in Sea of Thieves, right? You can go on islands, you can search for treasure, but you can hang out with sea friends. Of Thieves in Sea of Thieves, or rather in Skull and Bones' defense, Sea of Thieves has had many, many years of support to, I think, get to where it is today. I think the game that Sea of Thieves is now is very different than what came out at launch. Um, the core ideas, obviously, are still there, and I think why people bought in was because of that core idea. But that being said, too, like, we're kind of speculating, right? Uh, Ubisoft, historically, I, I, don't, I don't see them doing long support to have it have that full cycle if it ends up needing that so it's like 
okay, what are the odds of either them supporting it long enough to have it grow into what it could be or it coming out to be, you know, fire out the gate? I feel like neither of those odds is great. Um, someone in the chat did yeah. point out the, the like, oh, bless said he's not doesn't want to be mean in the game, but here he's being mean. Here's the thing. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all. There's nothing about this game makes me think that it's going to be a banger i don't know am i wrong but tell me uh, in the chat what feet what yeah. thing is a, like there's a difference between like you're hanging to your hat on like i don't want to be mean yeah. to anything but there's a reality that we have to talk about here which is this game just doesn't seem like it's it right we, we and, could be wrong you know we're open to and being i hope wrong, i'm but, wrong like, the reality is like i'm not and this is kind of my barometer now that we've been i've been playing in your uh twisted little league bless mm -hmm. um the question is would i pick this up in my draft and the answer is no you know and i feel like it's been interesting playing that game in terms of thinking of how stuff will land because it really has shifted some of like my perspectives on what do I really feel about a game? And sometimes I think it's nice to be cautiously optimistic, but other times like you have to acknowledge that. Yeah. For you, you don't really have a lot of faith in it. Uh, and I don't, maybe I'll be wrong. You know, I've definitely been wrong before, but I'm not wrong often. So there is that. That's very yeah. true. And tell, like, here's the you. thing also content blessing. hates pirates. Pirates, are, pirates? Your, your, pirates, not your thing. Even though I still think you should check out our flag me, uh, uh, means death on HBO. Great. I show. did watch. I watched the first like five episodes. Oh, uh, fantastic. Flag means means death. Actually, no, no, that's a lie. I'd watch the other one, the vampire one, not our flow. Other oh, one. Oh, what, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, the, my friend that I watched it with really loves that show, and I just I had to sit there and just act like it. I was not having the most boring time of my life. <laughs> oh, damn, hot take. That's just not my type of show, man. Okay, I'm right. not watching. Do they know that you didn't like it? Are you breaking the news to them? Right I mean, now I didn't tell them that I show. liked it. I didn't. I, I didn't go off on the show in front of them. But, but he, I don't... he was being polite, which you know. I was what? being polite. Okay. Bless. I watch the show for you, even that. though I'm. You know. I respect that you're a good friend. Uh, even you. as someone who's into pirates, Black Flag being one of my favorite Assassin's Creed games. Uh, you know, uh, growing up loving uh, the 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 Disney pirate stuff, uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, loving our flag means death. Sea of Thieves not entirely my thing because that's more like role playing. Someone was like, "Can I just role play?" Uh, our flag means death. You could probably just do that in Sea of Thieves. This game, nah, man. It ain't it. Yeah. And again, look, going back to, you know, is this game going to come out and hit? And also, what's the post launch going to look like? I, when we're talking about that, right, for me, I have to go back and look at the other Ubisoft games that have released recently. And when we're talking about that, right, we're talking about games like Roller Champions. We're talking about games like Rainbow Six Extraction. We're talking about games like, um, uh, fuck, what was the one that I, Riders Republic. Uh, mm -hmm. And like, Look at the state and quality of those games at launch and the state of quality of their post-launch. You know, Rainbow, when was the last time we talked about Rainbow Six Extraction? That game came out this year. And I, I feel like we only bring up Rainbow Six Extraction in the context of what is going on at Ubisoft. Same with Riders Republic, where I, I really enjoyed Riders Republic at launch, right? And that's a game that's very much a me type of game, right? In the ways that I don't really fuck with pirates, I do fuck with extreme sports video games. Like, that is my type mm -hmm. of shit. And so playing that at launch, I was like, yo, this is a great time. I hope to see them support this and give content for it. And a few months ago, Greg hit us up in the Slack and was like, yo, I got codes for a season four of Riders Republic. And I was like, you're lying. <laughs> there's no there's no way there's a season four. Because <laughs> where were seasons two through three? I somehow <laughs> missed that, right? And like, Road yeah. Champs is, is another one that that came out earlier in the year. Uh, week one, I think you had, had an okay time with it. You know, I had a fun time for like the two days that we played it. I think I played it with you, with you, Janet. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you a thing about post-launch content for that game. Could you? No, and I think the my beef too with like Roller Champion specifically, because you know I'm always here for a roller skate game, is I, and this is not to imply that obviously they clearly worked on that game a lot from the time I first played it to today. However, 
I feel like I had the same takeaway that I had from my preview that I did at E3 2019. And that's a, a bit concerning to me in the sense that when I played it, it felt like, okay, well, this is a thing that has promise, but I don't know if they're going to, or has potential, but I don't know if it has promise. And I feel like I could have just copy pasted that over to my take now because it, the fundamentals in my fundamental, like things I was looking for or hoping for in terms of new modes, like maybe better commentary, like a lot of that, those issues were still present. Um, and I think too, both of those games that you list, I think they both have really sound gameplay, but they are lacking in that cosmetic carrot on the stick yeah. that feels uh, approachable con- and exciting. Yeah, I think general content like is, is what is what these games are missing out on, right? Like I think the core of these games are often pretty decent to good to great, but when you get into all right, now what is the carrot on the stick or what is what are, what is the variation between the missions I'm doing? That's where things start to lack. And I I don't know if Skull and Bones is going to be the one that bucks the trend. Um and also, you know, I go back to it was a few weeks ago on Counterfeit Games Daily where I think it was Greg and Tim that were having the conversation about Ubisoft and I was in chat and one of the things I mentioned is that like I think I think right now Ubisoft is going through a detoxification process where it is hey, we've been through a lot of changes. You know, there was that year where uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint came out and it did not do well. And they were like, cool, let's delay everything. Let's figure out what our vision is, right? And that was then the next year where we got Immortals Phoenix Rising. And uh, I think Rainbow Six Extraction was delayed as well. And like, we started getting those games. And there was also um, the editorial team at Ubisoft, which kind of blew up, right? And the editorial team there, if you don't know, is the team that is responsible for the creative vision of their games, right? What is the direction that Ubisoft games need to go in? What are the games that are getting greenlit? All this stuff, right? That is the Ubisoft creative team. That team essentially got blew up because of a bunch of different things, right? There was dissatisfaction with the leadership. There was allegations in terms of how they're treating uh, the people around them. And that team got blown up. And I think with that, a lot of the Ubisoft strategy has been blown up and you've seen a lot of people come and go. With that, I think you see a, a lot of the projects that were started by those original people that aren't at Ubisoft anymore reach a point where it's like, well, we have to put these out because enough work has been done on them. And I think right. Ubisoft is right now trying to get that shit out so they can get to the good shit. I think that's what uh, I, 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 this is me. This is pure speculation, right? And this is sure. this is me just looking at the way these games are coming out. I think that's what Roller Champions, Rainbow Six Extraction, uh, um, uh, Riders Republic, all these things have been. And I think that's what um, Skull and Bones is going to be. But I do think that there will be a hump over the hill where it is. All right, cool. Now we got Assassin's Creed Japan, and it's going to be a banger. Now we got this new exciting thing, and it's going to be a banger. Now we got a UB Arts game, it's going to be what you want. I think we'll get to that place, but right now I think we're just in that, in that weird in-between space with Ubisoft. Yeah, so we'll see. I will see you on March 9th, 2023. Skull and Bones in it Skull up. And so. Bones. Skull and Bones. And I... no ampersand. Boom. I I, it. I think it is ampersand in the official. I thought, I thought it, they right? took it out. Didn't they? T- I thought they. So <laughs> I, thought, both, I know they changed it, but which way did wild. it go to? In this trailer here, hold on. The headline for this trailer from Ubisoft itself is and spelled out, but then everywhere else, I, yeah, in the official title, it's Skull and Bones, not ampersand. Mm. Look at that. There you go. How about that? There you go. Even they don't know. Even they don't know. Also, somebody in chat said, blessing out here, drinking the hopium, expecting for Ubisoft to turn itself around. Have I not been so negative this whole conversation? And they are saying, I'm out here drinking hopium, thinking that a company can figure out its shit one day. <laughs> How is that hopium? That's me just speaking. That's, uh, get out of here. I've never heard of hopium time before. Yourself, uh, but... Time yourself. Time yourself out, Joey yeah. D. All right. Time yourself out. Let's hop in to story number two. Wild Hearts, EA's Monster Hunter contender, uh, or, yeah, contender, is out in February. This comes from Joe Scrubbles at IGN. 
EA and Koei Tecmo have revealed that Wild Hearts, the Monster Hunter-like action game from the Dynasty Warriors developer, will arrive on February 17th, 2023. In a new trailer, we got our first real glimpse at the game coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC, with an extended gameplay reveal set for October 5th. Set in Azuma, effectively a fantasy feudal Japan, teams of up to three players will take on, quote, giant nature-infused beasts called kimono, end quote, uh, using a mixture of action combat and crafting to create outlandish contraptions. Wild Hearts can be played solo or in co-op with crossplay across all platforms. Your player character will be, al will be almost taken down by a winter wolf called Deathstalker before being given access to a, quote, life-sustaining technology and compelled to restore balance across the region, end quote. While the game will look immediately familiar to Monster Hunter fans or fans of Omega Force's previous Monster Hunter-like series, Tukiden, its core innovation appears to be in the form of Karakuri, uh, magically constructed structures that can aid your hunt. The trailer shows off the player constructing Karakuri that act as platforms to leap on, leap on monsters from, building a giant hammer and bombs, and even spawning a handheld helicopter to glide. Multiple players can use Karakuri too. Uh, with one shot revealing players constructing harpoons that hook a monster in place. Wild Hearts marks the latest entry in EA's original catalog, uh, or EA's Originals catalog, uh, which has typically been used to bring indie games to a wider audience. Other EA Originals include It Takes Two, Lost in Random, Unravel, and more. Janet, do you have any interest in Wild Hearts? Um, only very lightly in the sense that um, I really fuck with EA Originals catalog generally um of all those games that were just listed off which of course there's i think some other titles that you could include on here um all of those hit for me except for lost and random and even lost and random i liked all the ideas of i just didn't like the core feel of the movement um but honestly of everything that like kind of was shown off in this initial trailer i think the um gosh i forget the name now even though you just read it the the act of like constructing different platforms like i like climbing stuff i like platforming and like when you're reading it off and we we're kind of looking at it together i was just like okay so this is like the constructing of the platforms i'm like okay so it's Fortnite, uh, and then it's like climbing a giant monster i'm like, okay so it's shadow of the colossus <laughs> um and i do funny enough i do like hunting in games like that's one of the reasons that i love horizon so much like going around and crafting things and fighting big enemies and like using it to upgrade my armor but i that said being said i've never gotten into monster hunter because it just feels so big and intimidating and you really need like a friend who's also a good teacher to like really walk you through it's like it's like a whole lifestyle i feel like um and i find that really intimidating so really what i'm banking on here like this is something i'd be down to try but for me as an outsider i'm really looking for approachability um and good onboarding for a game like this while you know i'm sure someone that's a monster hunter fan or maybe even a fan of their previous kind of monster hunter like series is looking for something a lot more um i guess elevated in terms of what they might be seeking out because they already yeah. have a game that scratches that itch i don't have that right now because i don't have a monster hunter game or a monster hunter like game that i'm into so i'm like all right this could be what maybe onboards me into this sort of style of games because i haven't had one it doesn't take as much to to get me in as an outsider, like just don't be as complicated is what I'm looking for. What about you? 
I'm I'm in a lot of the same place where Monster Hunter is a franchise that I think I would be into if I gave it more of a shot. But it's been that thing of, oh, man, this seems big. This seems intimidating. And I don't know if I have it in me to get into this right now. Uh, and I don't know if I have like the if I had like the group to, ju- to jump into a Monster Hunter game with uh, with this one. Looking at the trailer for Wild Hearts, Bear, if you're able to bring it up again and like play it from the second half. All the gameplay stuff that they were showing, I was I thought looked really good. Um, even the I think the, the Karakuri stuff, right? The uh, constructing stuff, I really like how it looks in action, right? It look it's like very mechanical. There's like a lot of moving parts to it, right? They build it, and it has like that vibe of the fantasy feudal Japan thing that they're, that they're going for. There's and, a glider. Always good yeah. in the game to have a glider. <laughs> glider they have an electric sword that like extends and looks really cool like all of the stuff here uh that they're showing in the trailer i think visually looks dope as hell and then um i generally the game gives me the the vibes of monster hunter meets something like sekiro not necessarily in gameplay but in terms of setting it has that sekiro type setting where it is yeah fantasy feudal really cool looking weapons really cool looking style the um, crazy looking monsters that you're fighting um i'm all about it i think this, this looks dope and yeah i'm curious to see how this lands with the the wider audience that is into these types of games because i think right now it really is just monster hunter that is competing on the level of monster hunter um i know you have other games here and there but like there's not anything that's like really um uh, like going up against monster hunter in a bigger way and not that wild hearts will necessarily but i don't think it hurts to try and i do think there's space for multiple of these types of games to exist uh and so i'm really down to see what this is and i'm not surprised, but fascinated that this is an EA original. Um, it was reported a few weeks ago that they were working on a hunting game. But like the fact that EA Originals is now growing from a thing where it is, here's Unravel, here's Lost and Random, here are these cool looking indie games to now being like, here's uh, a way out, here's It Takes Two, now here's this Japanese monster hunting, monster hunting game. I think they're really expanding it in a way that I think could do well for EA. Because I think EA just needs more wins. Um, you know, for when when we're talking about again publishers that have been in a rocky place that could maybe redeem themselves, right? I think EA might be in the process of that between both Jedi Survivor, but then also the Iron Man game that they announced in Apex. It seems like they're taking the right learnings from the things that have done successful for them, and I think we're gonna see more Jedi Survivor or Jedi Fallen Orders from them, right? I think we're gonna see more uh, of the great respawn titles from them. I think we're going to see more of the great EA originals from them. And I hope this is part of that lineage. Um, and so I think if this, if this nails it, and if we see EA continue the strategy, it could be a redemption story for EA. I think we could think of EA more fondly after this, but we shall see. Story number three, Pokemon announced this little wiglet looking motherfucker. Uh, this comes from Wesley LeBlanc at Game Informer. There are Pokemon designs. Is this the actual headline of the article? Or no, this, this is my own. This. I editorialize okay, this. Because honestly, I'm like, Game Informer got some spice all of a sudden. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay. Wesley LeBlanc out here throwing uh, shade at Wiglet. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, there, this is Wesley LeBlanc. There are Pokemon designs like Charizard that makes me go, ooh, yes, very nice. And there are others like Voltorb that make me go, oh, why do you exist? There's also a rare third class of Pokemon I call weird little things uh, when I see them and uh, weird little things when I see them. And Wiglet, a new Pokemon joining the Pokedex in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, is that class uh, is that class's newest member. Today, Nintendo and the Pokemon Company released a three and a half minute video highlighting Wiglet, its similarities to Diglett, and how it's just different enough that it is an entirely new species rather than a regional variant. As such, this new Diglett-like Pokemon is called Wiglet. It looks like a worm, lives in the sea and on the beach, and seems to stick together with other Wiglets. Janet, how are you feeling about Wiglet? 
Um, it looks like a little more phallic than I would want it to look, which I would like all my Pokemon to not look phallic at all, um, for context on that scale. Mm -hmm. So I don't like that aspect of it. Um, wish it was different. Um, it's not, but yeah, I don't know. I think it is odd when there are these Pokemon that are weirdly two pieces of what is admittedly, like, neither is quite that interesting, to make like an even wacker combination um but yeah i'm wondering I'm, I'm surprised too i don't think they have an official dex entrance out for this um unless i just missed it i'm gonna try to do a quick google on it but yeah it's a it's a weird one um i guess i'm not i'm not looking forward to collecting this i don't think i think this is gonna be a catch no? a catch and keep but not in it, you're not gonna have not, this in I'm your core you team right, oh i'm telling you right now this is not making the rotation but no? i don't think diglett would have made the rotation either. no no it's creepy what and if, weird what if it evolves into a wig trio Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're... See, yeah, I don't like this is... guy. I know. Now that I'm looking at the video, I don't like this guy either. <laughs> this is honestly, Dang, I know I have like, like really no basis for this, but whenever anybody talks about ringworms, this is what this is the image that pops in my head. And Pokemon somehow made that image, and I hate it. Why is it? It's like it's so pale too. Like, mm, I'm good. This was a. This is a. But this is like yeah, it's a weird one to like roll out. Um, I think before this next release normally we see the usual suspects right of, of course you have the starters usually have a few um regional variants and yeah. usually a few Different like cute cute mascot type like you know wannabe potential mascot pokemon um shout to wulu i fuck with wulu but that is what wulu was um so yeah this is like a it's probably one of their creepier pre launch ones i guess um Zig, uh was it is it zigazoon not zigazoon Zig what's the one that no, Young Goose wasn't great looking either, though. The Young, Trump -looking Young Goose sounds like a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so I guess they they they've had a history of some uh, of dropping some uggos out there before the game comes out, and this is one of them. So yeah, I don't I don't like this guy. I'm not a fan. I forgot not who interested. Young Goose was, and I and I remembered Young Goose was the one everybody compared to looking like, uh, and its evolution uh, like Donald Trump. Yes. Yep. Oh, yep, that's the one. Yeah, this yeah. Little, yeah. No, Z okay. is cool. Like I thought Zigazoon. That's the raccoon looking one. Yeah. Zigazoon yeah. did nothing wrong. But yeah, Zigazoon Young I think is pretty cool. Young Goose was different. Spencer um, Spencer in chat says y'all tripping. He looked like a homie for real. I don't know, man. What the I don't wiglet? Know. The wiglet. Nah, it looks like it's gonna crawl into my body and give me a disease. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Barry. I don't like. I don't. He, he looks nefarious, but like not, not not that like he looks like he's he wants to do bad shit. But like if you let Wiglet touch you, bad shit's gonna happen. It looks you know? like um, this is like the other our other timelines Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like it seeped like, into we got our Diglett. timeline. Yeah, Earth Two got Wiglet. Or what Earth are we on? Right, Marvel already talked about this, but oh, like what is it? It's not um six one six. Let me know in the chat I what Earth we're, we're on. Um, as we move I on think we're six one six, but I don't know. Who fucking cares at this point? Chat, kind of funny.com says you're wrong. Where isn't there a debate? Because yeah. isn't doesn't Miss Marvel like, hey, but no, we were actually on this one, but then in the movie they're like, no, you were this one. Bro, what was the I one that Mysterio got? Chelsea in six one six. Also, someone in the jungle war on Hell yeah, that's uh, what I'm talking about. A classic. A classic. I don't like this thing. Let's move on. Do you know where you can get classic content? patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors 
Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here at Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. They're available in 27-inch and 32-inch curved displays. Variable refresh rate support for all of the major gpus they provide an excellent gaming experience for any game genre you can get the monitor just alone you can get it with a stand or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts there's built-in software support with nzxt cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your pc no need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings they thought of it all it's sold exclusively on nzxt.com you can learn more about the nzxt canvas gaming monitors at nzxt.co slash kind of funny that's nzxt.co slash kinda funny shout out to uplift for sponsoring this episode i've been using my uplift desk for well over a year now i love the thing so much i decided to write a rap song for them the build quality is real good it's made of real high quality wood they didn't ask for it i just did it anyway getting my uplift desk immediately improved my mood whenever i'm on shows i'm standing up i'm feeling a lot more energetic and also i kind of feel like i was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day i would move my legs up i'd sit underneath my legs on my chair and eventually all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me choose from laminate whiteboard bamboo solid wood butcher block or even custom solid wood or laminate options uplift desk won new york times wire cutters best standing desk from 2019 to 2022 and while i'm at it i'm just going to give them an award as well best standing desk that i use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now uplift desk have a 15 year warranty they ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping so if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day maybe you want some more energy in your life maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a zoom call or something uplift your life go to kindoffunny.com slash uplift story number four it'll take new players about 100 matches to unlock all original heroes in overwatch 2 this comes from wesley leblanc at gamesindustry.biz that is not right wesley leblanc at a game informer that's the right website overwatch 2 i was players... like man he's everywhere yeah i was like <laughs> wesley leblanc is hopping what, what in the world i mean that's man? possible i don't know Out his here career hustling. so uh, Overwatch 2 players new to the series will have to unlock the original characters, meaning that cast won't be available on day one. This news comes from a new Overwatch 2 blog post, as reported by Destructoid. In it, Blizzard says a consistent piece of feedback it has received is that new players feel overwhelmed by Overwatch's hero pool and various modes. As such, the team has implemented a new first-time user experience, or FTUE, designed for Overwatch 2 players who have never played Overwatch. The new FTUE addresses that feedback directly. In Phase 1, players will need to unlock the, the, the game's modes and chat functions. This happens rapidly, uh, Blizzard writes in the, in the blog post. Then, in Phase 2, players will unlock the original Overwatch heroes by playing approximately 100 matches, according to Destructoid. It's important to note uh, that this is just for the original game's heroes. New heroes will be unlocked through Overwatch 2's Battle Pass system. Competitive play can be unlocked by winning 50 quick play matches. However, Blizzard says, quote, most FTUE restrictions are lifted while in a group, so new players can team up with their friends at any time to play almost any game modes. Competitive is the exception, though. Quote, while this new FTUE process helps players join the fun, it's also an effective way to discourage disruptive behavior and cheating, uh, the blog reads. 
quote, FTUE is an investment to complete or uh, investment to complete because it takes time to unlock game features. Competitive specifically cannot be accessed without winning matches. Disruptive players are unable to immediately affect the larger community with things like voice chat and match chat unlocking later in FTUE. Brand new accounts made by cheaters or disruptive players will have to play through this experience, giving us the chance to identify suspicious accounts before they enter other game modes, end quote. If you have an account with Overwatch playtime on it, or if you own the Watchpoint pack, you will not have to play through the first time user experience, Blizzard says. Janet, I forget, have you, are you an Overwatch person? Have you jumped into Overwatch before? I've only played a little bit when it came out because everyone's like, this is the second coming of Christ. And I was like, I guess I'll play it. Then I was mm. like, whoa, I don't know this genre of game. I don't know what pushing the point means. And then I like figured some of that out. And then I was like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> That's my history with Overwatch. Um, you played a lot more, though, than that, right? Oh, yeah, I played a lot of Overwatch. I was one of the people being like, yo, this is the second coming of Christ. I was one of oh, okay. people. Yeah. So, well, I've, I mean, I feel like obviously this is going to be more geared towards you in that sense of you have like weight and like i mean how do you feel about this whole thing it's like a big deal i mean it it is geared towards me but it's not at the same time because i'm not gonna have to, do, have to deal with any of this shit because i have the hours in, in overwatch right and so i'm gonna hop in and it's gonna be the same game to me that it, that it always has been uh whereas <clears throat> for for somebody who's hopping in for the first time like Janet, if you wanted to hop in for to, right. to overwatch for the first time right like now you're gonna have to grind for everything right and like I grind mean, might be in, in the case that they're explaining it grind might be a bad word but the way that they're framing it is hey this is gonna help ease you into the process which i i'm I, i'm of two minds with it but like janet for you as somebody who again hasn't played as much does this make the idea of hopping back into overwatch um like, has it does it make it a better idea for you like you does this make you want to hop in or try it out um uh, I don't really take it one way or the other personally because I already know what the base gameplay is and it's not really my thing at this point, mm. though. I'm always willing to like be drawn in because I had the same thing with Fortnite where I played it a little bit and I was like, yeah, this is an amazing game, but I'm not going to keep playing this. And now I'm like, well, I was all in on it and then like I like stopped and I'm coming back in. So um, the the bug can kind of get you at any time, you know, the the at any time the wiggler can strike and you'll just be like, this is my life now. Mm. Um, so I'm open to that, obviously. Honestly, the um, the idea of like the first time user experience, maybe this is like a hot take. I think it's kind of fine because of I think the rationale is sound. It is really overwhelming. And I feel like if you are someone like you who's played and you can skip this, I don't really see. I, I don't personally see a problem with it. I'm sure there are people who are maybe upset that it's that they can't just have everything at once. But I feel like. I don't know if that's a big enough population to like, you know, if you're coming into the first time or you haven't played in a long time, you already it's like, you know what you're missing. You know what I mean? So I I feel like it's totally fair. I think the headline seems a lot more shocking um, than it ends up being like when I first kind of was looking into this or how people have been sharing it. I'm just like, you won't be able to have them all. It's like, yeah, well, if you didn't, if you don't have that data, then yes, that's true. Mm. But if you do, you can just go in. And I really actually like that being a bit of a split process um splatoon does something similar where if you have date for three if you have data from two they let you like buy later weapons i will say that has its own problems when it comes to like oh i'm matchmaking with someone that has like way better stuff because they have the data so that gets a little dicey obviously that's casual versus competitive which overwatch also has a similar split of having those kind of different sectors of their game but yeah this seems fine again i i, I think until we actually get our hands on it we won't be able to more further assess whether or not this is a good or bad onboarding process or what people might want from it but i think the rationale is sound 
I think 100 matches probably goes by a lot quicker than you think it might. And I do think a lot of aspects of Overwatch are overwhelming if you've never played. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is fair and fine. What about you? Yeah, I think it comes back to we got to we got to get our hands on it or people have to get their hands on it and judge it for how it's how it's balanced. Because when I read it uh, on paper, they say 100 matches to unlock everybody. That seems excessive, right? Hey, win 50, 50 quickly, quick play matches before you can hop into uh, into ranked. That, again, seems excessive, but I wonder if it goes by way quicker uh, than you'd imagine. It's funny because uh, 2016 Overwatch at launch is a different Overwatch than what exists today. And 2016 Overwatch at launch, if you asked me, I would have been like, no, it's not It's not overwhelming at all. Like, it's pretty easy to get into. And I like the freedom. That, that era of Overwatch, I'd say, encouraged switching around heroes a lot more uh, than today's Overwatch, where, again, everybody's, everybody's unlocked. You are, it is not roll queue, right? And so you can hop into any hero. And part of the strategy was, all right, they just got a, you know, this hero on their team. We need to switch to somebody who can counter it. Who wants to switch to this person? Oh man, they got these people. All right, let's let's stack up an extra healer, right? I, there was that kind of moment to moment strategy that was going on in original Overwatch that now with Roku, now that things are a little bit more organized and streamlined, Overwatch doesn't really encourage you to switch um, moment to moment as much. Like you can switch within your role, right? If you're an attack hero, you can switch to another attack hero. Same with tank, same with healer. But you're not hopping around the roster as much. And so likely there, there's a likelier fact that you might just be locked into whoever, whoever you are. So there's that. There's the fact that oftentimes with these kind of games, people are often just... Um, committing to one character anyway like I, I think back to the fight to any fighting game that i hop into and usually my main for fighting games is whatever the first character i choose is you know when i per first picked up guilty gear strive there was a character named ram ramlethal valentine who i thought looked really cool i really liked her design i was like i'm gonna use her and she was my main for a year right before i finally picked up one other character and i was like oh actually i like this character now and i got i like dedicated myself to them you know i think overwatch is, is the same way the first character i used in overwatch was reaper guess what my main to this day is still reaper you know like there's that level of commitment that people have to their characters and as you play more that expands right like now i play hanzo i play mercy i play other characters but i do think that that can work as a slow burn over time again for the new players i think it'll just depend on what is the rate at which you are unlocking those characters and then also how many characters are you starting off with i don't know if it's been said anywhere chat kind of funny.com says you're wrong if you have seen them talk about that anywhere but if it is me start being able to pick let's say five characters off the bat that i want to start off with and i'm unlocking the rest of the characters as i go i think that could be a good handful of characters if it's like one or two then i think that's that's way more egregious right or like one of each class i think that's more egregious but if i have the freedom to kind of still move back and forth between a handful of characters i think that can work out i think it's, it's more of a wait and see on how it's implemented kind of thing yeah it also just depends like that's how that's going to feel is going to vary player to player too. Um, you know, you talk about, it depends on which characters are available at out the gate. Like maybe someone's theoretical favorite character, they're not going to get to access for like so many hours that they fall off before they get there. That's obviously like some element of a risk there. Um, I know people were debating how much time this would take. Someone, someone put out like a hundred matches. It's going to be like 25 hours of gameplay or something like that. Um, let's use that as an example. That is a high number, but again, it's a contextualized number within the genre of the game it is. Like, I, it can take me a long time to see, right? Sackboy's Big Adventure is still playing that. It's not that long of a game. It's just taking me a long time. That's a different vibe than when I sit down and play Fortnite, I fit, sit down and play Splatoon. Like, right now I have like 35 hours in Splatoon, and that game came out like two weeks ago. And that's because I haven't been able to play more. 
Like that's not yeah. even what I, you know, I want to do so much more than that. Um, granted though, that's a game that I already have like a love and affinity for. Obviously developing that relationship from scratch is gonna vary from player to player and person to person. Or like with onboarding stuff, my boyfriend's new to Splatoon and he was really frustrated with their onboarding process in terms of leveling and getting to try new guns for like a player that's from scratch. While I'm like, oh, I have a loadout of like so many guns that I don't really care that it's taking me a while to earn more tickets because I only use like two anyway. So I kind of got the two out now and now it's just gravy for me. Um, you know, luckily that didn't mar his experience at the end of the day, but it just depends. And I think with their, this being their first sequel and I don't know what they, if they're just going to live in Overwatch 2 and ride that into the sunset, if they are going to do an Overwatch 3, obviously it's still yeah. way too early to think about that. But this is their first time having a from scratch that also has a history. I think that's the weight of so many sequels and especially in a game like this, they're trying to satisfy two different player bases and they have kind of a clean slate to do that. So um, yeah, I think sounds okay. Obviously mm -hmm. we won't know until we actually hit the ground with it and people can actually say, did this work? Did it not? Is it too grindy? Is it not enough? Like on all of those details will come to light, but I think the pitch is reasonable. Yeah. And when you talk about the the timing of it, right? Like 25 hours seems like a lot, but it, 25 hours is relative to the kind of game you're playing. When I, it's funny, like, I feel like for Uncharted 4, one of the common complaints people have is like, ah, the pacing, ah, this might last a little bit too long. But Uncharted 4 is what? Like 15 hours long? 16 hours long? Like somewhere roughly, in that range? Yeah. Roughly. And it's a quick 80 hours. No. <laughs> like Overwatch, Overwatch 1, I probably have literally hundreds of hours in. And that time flies, right? Like mm -hmm. Apex, I have hundreds of hours. Ghost of Tsushima, uh, the base game plus Legends, took me up to 80 hours, right? I put 80 hours into that, and that felt like nothing, especially because of Legends, right? And I think for a multiplayer game like Overwatch, that you will be playing with friends, likely. That time flies. Uh, and I, 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 I think by that extent, right, it's not as egregious, but if I wanted to err on some of the more negative aspects of it, I think back to playing Rainbow Six Siege when that, when that, not when it first launched, but when I first got my hands on it, I want to say that would have been like 2017-ish, maybe 2016. I, that game has you unlocking each operator individually, and it takes a lot of currency to unlock mm -hmm. those operators, and I hated that. Right, I wanted access to more. I wanted to try out more different characters, and I hated the amount of grind it took to unlock the, uh, those operators. Granted, I'd probably argue, and I, I don't even think I need to argue it. Right, the Rainbow Six operators were a grind to unlock, and I imagine to unlock all of them if you wanted to just do it off of um, in gameplay currency. I think that's going to take you way more than 25 hours. I think that might take you maybe 100 or probably more hours than that. Uh, it takes right. a long time to do that. But that was a frustrating thing for me, for somebody who wanted to try out different characters and jump around. Um, I think the other thing, too, is like you can make the argument that, oh, yeah, one of the big reasons they're doing it, doing this is because they want you to buy that um, the watch point pack. Hey, we're going to we're going to lock these characters that you would have had access to anyway. That way you can give us money to get the watch point pack, of course. I'm sure that's part of it. I don't know if that's the big part of it, right? Like I do right. believe them as far as the first time user experience thing, right? I do think that there's validity in that. Um, but again, I think each person is gonna take that differently. And I think there's kind of merit on both sides into, in, in, in terms of whether this is a good thing, whether this is a bad, bad thing, but I think we won't really know until people get to actually experience what that grind is like for themselves. For now, let's hop in to story number five. Cyberpunk has sold over 20 million copies. This comes directly from at Cyberpunk Game on Twitter, where they tweeted out this morning, over 20 million cyberpunks have been roaming the streets of Night City, partying with Jackie and getting to know Johnny, driving around with Pan Am and diving with Judy, hanging out with River and listening to Carrie's songs. Thank you, and we hope to see you all in the afterlife. Spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> for the That's characters cool. that are there yeah i mean i 
I feel like cyberpunk, gosh, there's so much to unpack there. I'm waiting for the documentary to drop one day on this whole saga of this game. But, you know, at this point, they are to at least a degree able to, I think, celebrate the work they've done. And there's like positive elements of engagement. No spoilers in chat for this game. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is cool. Obviously, like it's nice to see it have a little bit more of that redemption arc i will say that redemption arcs are weird for single player games like people are like oh is this the biggest thing since like you know um gosh what is it why am i playing no man's sky right and it's like his apples and oranges and it's like uh, you know i guess and there definitely are people jumping in and i think edge runners more than anything from the people i've talked to and what i've seen online has been the most positive form of boost because people seem to really enjoy that show um Obviously, they have other things going for them at this point, too. But yeah, um, it's nice that they get to have a moment of reprieve, too, I think. Because one thing I feel like we had talked about a lot when they put out that roadmap of content was like, oh, man, if this thing never really comes together, it's just going to be the most drawn out, painful experience for everyone involved. And I feel like at this point, at least, they've gotten to the point where the product itself is sound. And now we can just debate on, like, you know, how dope is the game or is it not outside of technical issues that they kind of have mostly gotten over those technical hurdles and it can now just be a more generalized conversation and i am seeing people be like oh i picked it up but i was waiting maybe now's the time or whatever to go back into it um but yeah yeah i the thing that makes me excited about this is the fact that i think that this is going to 100 lead to more cyberpunk right and maybe not more cyberpunk 2077 content because it seems like the the next big expansion that we're getting next spring is going to be the last one for this game but cyberpunk the sequel you know i, I think we're going to get it and that's something that makes me excited because I want to see cyberpunk that is able to launch and be good and get that same sort of um, uh, like excitement and fervor that people have for the Witcher franchise. Cause like the Witcher three, I still remember that as a moment when that came out in 2015, you know, that comes out and people are like, yo, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but in fantasy with really great side quests and really great, like, you know, all this, all this stuff, right. People talk about Witcher three is a landmark, RPG uh, that came out for the I don't console. know if I've ever heard anybody say it's like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> really? I heard that a lot. I feel like I heard that, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a, yeah, that was a comparison made a lot in 2015. I don't know if yeah. I agree, but people, yeah, yeah people said that, yeah. Well, put it in, in the chat. Have you heard, and then just phrase it however you want, of this thing? I have definitely heard that. Yeah, I heard third person Skyrim. That's what I heard. I, mean, I think I heard both, but. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I, I've heard both but i think this just speaks to maybe the circles that mean bless have them yeah maybe, and honestly we might have listened we might have listened to the same ign podcast because i'm pretty sure yeah, i heard on know. an ign podcast uh if you will yeah, we're mr dorb nobody ever said that i'm glad you're listening to all the same people i'm listening to mr. Dorb. also though like we need to call the next gta like sky <laughs> witcher but in the streets of like la or whatever the fuck yeah, it is yeah uh, um but yeah, like to the point, right? Like I would love to see that for Cyberpunk. You know, Cyberpunk would be the, the that I feel like that that for Cyberpunk would hit more for me than The Witcher. Not again, this comes back to just pure personal taste and who I am as a person, right? Where fantasy doesn't do it as much for me. I played The Witcher 3, enjoyed it, played Skyrim and enjoy it, but something like Fallout usually speaks more to me, right? Or something like Cyberpunk right. or Deus Ex usually speaks more for me. So I want those wins for those franchises, but usually it's the fantasy ones that get all the quality quality games. Give me a fucking masterpiece Cyberpunk game, goddammit. Um, I hope for it. I want it. Even though I did enjoy Cyberpunk, but now I'm happy that more people get to enjoy it all, as well. Story number six, Dark Pictures, Man and Madonna and Little Hope get free current-gen upgrades. This comes from Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. 
The first two games in the Dark Pictures Anthology series have been given a major update alongside the release of new versions for current-gen systems. PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of Man of Madon and Little Hope are both available now with enhanced visuals. Although Bandai Namco's release announcement doesn't explicitly state that players will get a free upgrade, VGC can confirm that players who own the Xbox One versions of each game can now install the, the Xbox Series X versions via smart delivery. Meanwhile, the PlayStation Store listing for the PS5 version states, quote, if you already own the PS4 version of the game, you can get the PS5 digital version at no extra cost, and you do not need to purchase this product, end quote. Both games also receive a gen also receive a general update too, which will apply to both the current gen versions and the legacy PS4, Xbox One, and PC versions. The new features added in the update include new difficulty settings and QTE warnings, improved UI and interactions, updated bearing art and event triggers, increased walking speeds, Woo! more accessibility options, including subtitle sizing. Oh yeah, they do need those increased walking speeds. Uh, a new chap and then a new chapter for Man of Madon called Flooded, which in introduces new gameplay and new deaths to this to the climactic ending of the game. And honestly, that's the part that I'm most fascinated about. They're just sneaking out some new Why Man of Madon DLC. Why are these games DLC? just updating with new endings? Because Deathloop also apparently has a new ending or an expanded ending now. Yeah, that it Deathloop had its like little update. Deathloop, I think, needs it. Man, no, I don't think anybody was asking for Man of Madon to add another chapter to his ending with new deaths. Well, that's so random. I, Man of Madon, though, I feel like is it? Well, I, I don't even have my hand on the pulse of like the critical reception of these games at this point. Even though I like, I live, I'm, I'm too close to see the forest or the trees or whatever the fuck. Isn't Man of Madon kind of the one people like the least generally? Yeah. Yes. Okay, they get better as they go. Maybe that's why. See, I don't necessarily agree with that, but. That is what people say. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe that's part of their desire. Or maybe they're just trying to like, hey, how can we make these releases a little bit better? And maybe, I don't know if they have a a plan to release, like maybe like a, a collect, you know, now the anthology is done with, they just have the next game coming out and then it's over, right? Technically season one or chapter yeah, season book one or I sound deranged if you don't if you've not been following this game. So the way these go out is it's a, it's the Dark Pictures anthology and there's different games that are part of the anthology and they're like they're all separate stories, you know, that are just kind of like kind of like goosebumps, right? Um, but then at the end they're like, actually, we're putting a game out that's gonna tie them all together. It's called What the Devil in Me, right? Wait, is that the Devil in Me is supposed to tie them all together? Yeah, you didn't see that. It has like all the well, it's in the trailer, so I don't think it's a spoiler. I, I do know the last you, you finished. It the has last all the characters one. in it. I didn't. I did not finish the. Um, well, the other one is not in the Dark Pages anthology they put not, out. Not That's, the quarry. Um, I'm talking about the one from last yeah. year where they yes. went on uh, the one that took place in the war the iraq one <laughs> the iraq yeah. war yeah the iraq war one which i feel like we don't talk about enough honestly. yeah so that was um, great but like they had a post-credit <laughs> scene where i was uh, spoil well, i'm not gonna spoil but yes. like post well, that, like, that is oh. the trailer for the next game well no there's like two one of them is the trailer for the next game but there's another right. post-credit thing that's like what the fuck is going on here why are we doing this oh um where they're like walking through a one. thing where it's like are you connecting dots what's going on here yeah, but I, I didn't. I, I didn't get the vibe about. that Devil and Me was gonna bring it all together. Yeah, Jenny, I, mean, I think you're shows in the House of Ashes. Am by the way, of, is the am, Iraq am War I thinking one. of something else? I feel like yeah, Devil and Me. It does have like those characters from like everything. It's like a, a saw angle, and it has like characters from the whole anthology in it. Wait, okay, I knew the saw angle. I, it has characters. Am from I the, like? Am I hallucinating? 
if you're right about this this sounds fantastic am i wrong I just don't, let me know i just don't chat. know if I, am I wild am i have i just been seeing a different a fan-made cut or something <laughs> i'm like 99 because i remember being annoyed where i'm like i thought the whole point of the anthology thing was that they can all stand alone and people always do this they always that's what Mar spoilers for what if marvel also that was what if they're like they're all separate then they're like actually we're gonna tie it all together i'm like stop tying things together just let your stuff be out there but anyway i do actually like these games i know i sound very mad but um i like i love this genre so i demand a lot of it and i don't necessarily get a lot out of it i'm glad they're getting the updates if you like games like this there aren't a lot of them out there so i think they are definitely worth playing and i usually have some degree of fun with them and there's varying degrees of quality within them so anyway that's my dark oh, yeah. pictures rant if you were, if you were talking about you're you're wrong today and talk about like oh man today's gonna be a girl listen you can't you're wrong me for saying i heard somebody compare witcher to gta that's not a you're wrong thing that is a yeah, factual thing been getting, honestly people have been getting really liberal with these you're wrongs and it's time we like calm you know, down straight because sometimes y'all just be editorializing and that you're wrong you're wrong is for things that we have said that are factually incorrect. That is, that yeah. is all it's for. It's not your time to be like, oh, did you see the thing? No, I didn't see it. Or I saw it and I didn't care and I didn't put it in here. Okay. When, when we open up, up a kindoffunny.com slash I want to be a part of the show, we'll we'll let you know. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway. This person continue on so we can get out of here. All right. Last new story. Story number seven. PS Plus games for October have been revealed. You're getting Hot Wheels Unleashed, Injustice 2, and Super Hot. And might I say, that is a fucking banger month for PlayStation Plus Essentials. Super hot, great game. Injustice 2, great game. I still need to play through the campaign of that one, actually. Uh, and then Hot Wheels oh. Unleashed, fun time. I know, Barry, I know. Injustice I 2, yeah, man, like month. that, yeah, that, you gotta play through that story, because that's, that was the beginning of uh, uh, NetherRealm, like, really upping the ante on their um I don't know players. if I'd say beginning, but like I, I know for sure Injustice 2 has a, has a dope story that, I've, mm. for whatever reason, I just missed out on that year. I think it might have been a bit, was that 2017? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I not, not the beginning, but definitely that was like the the first step in like their presentation for sure. Okay. Of just like how beautiful the game looked mm. and all that stuff. Like it was, yeah. it was on another level for sure from their previous stuff. Also, Hot Wheels Unleashed, graphics. fun time, very fun time. I wish you played it more. I wish oh, we I, had I, more. I, like, I played it all the time. Blessing, where were oh, you? Oh, did you? Where were you? I played through I, the I entire campaign because kind of the first stream we did where we find we where like we slowly realized what the game was yeah that was such a great time where we we're like oh man okay these races are fine all right whatever then we get into the custom made tracks and we we're like oh it's just track mania like, this is just track mania this is fucking yeah. amazing that was such a good stream uh and i wish we had more of those bear if you want to play hot wheels unleashed sometime let me know i'll play <laughs> with you want to do some of those tracks but bear me and you playing hot wheels unleashed on ps plus probably just so far away janet if i want to know what's coming out to mom grab shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday yeah out today we got death first let it die for ps5 and ps4 i'm laughing because i can't believe this game snuck up on me like this where i'm pretty sure i was the only person on this earth that was excited when i saw the announcement of this game and then i played a beta not too long ago and i was like oh this is not good and the fact that it's somehow out today and i didn't even realize it was coming out today all right cool death burst let it die out today ps5 ps4 destroyer the u-boat hunter is out today on pc lakeside early access is out on pc tip top don't fall is out today on ps4 ancient aliens the game is out today on pc never awake is out today on pc and then this is missed from yesterday rick from rick and morty has joined multiverses 
That's right. Rick from Rick and Morty. You can now play as Rick from Rick and Morty. New date for you. PC Building Simulator 2 is launching on October 12th on PC. And then uh, deal of the day, this War of Mine Complete Edition is $1.99 on the US eShop. So hop on that. Uh, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Read right in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So the, for those who are watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Nana also, says, I'm Googling and now I can't find anything about that dark pictures thing. So maybe I yeah, am. Yeah, I think you maybe just completely dreamt that. I think is. Uh, that's it, a, was there like a teaser though? Then at the end of House, maybe that's maybe I'm mixing it up with the House of Ashes. No, that, that's what I'm saying is that House of Ashes, there are two things that happened after the end. Okay. One of them was a post credits of like what happened after the story that seemed okay. like it connected to other dark pictures shit. But then the other thing that happened was the trailer for Devil and Me. That was just the song. You know thing. what? It probably all like just kind of blended together. Okay. I feel that. But honestly, if there okay. was a Saul Dark Pictures anthology game that had all the characters from the other ones, that's what I are you kidding this me? Was. That would be sick as hell. I'd be all about that's that. That's what I thought it was. I'm still going to play it, but anyway. I mean, my bad. I'm still going to play it too. I can't wait for it. Uh, NATO says, Bless, you implied that you can't get off the ship in Skull of Bones, but you can. But you're right in a way that it's not the same Sea of Thieves, where it's less exploration based. You, I know. You originally you, couldn't, though. That was the whole thing. You originally you were, you were just the ship originally, and then now they, when you get off, and then they disappeared for like four years and then came back. So Nano, it's not his fault because that's just what we assumed for years. Yeah, and it's also like the point on the, the get off the ship stuff. I is less about like in in Skull and Bones. It's like a hub area where it's first person and you're talking to people to give you quests and buy shit, right? I'm when I say get off the boat, I'm talking about Sea of Thieves, jump in the water, board somebody else's boat stab a man sink their boat hop in the water find a treasure at the bottom of the sea bring it up and you and your party celebrate that's what i'm talking about when i'm talking about um getting off your boat and skull and bones also i i looked into it because uh i think own jesus jesus in the chat was uh kind of freaking out about it but this ancient aliens the game is like i was like the thing from the history channel and it straight up is they made a game from the show from the history channel about ancient aliens. So there you go. Hell yeah. Wait, is this you showing it right this now? This looks oh, different yeah. than I thought it was Yeah, I would not have go. guessed it looked like this. <laughs> it's like a top-down like... strategy survival game, it looks like. Or no, not even survival. It, it, like, no, like it looks like a build, kind of like a building sim. sim thing. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> like a um, tycoon type of game, but for aliens. Huh. This is, I, I imagine now this Wait. is what the show just assumes what happened in history. This is like the same show where they have the meme, right? The yeah, meme. dude, the guy going. I was about aliens. to mention the meme. Yes, that's so. It's awesome. a meme game. Good for them. Tomorrow's host for kind of funny games day. They're going to be me and Tim. If you're watching this live on YouTube right now, after this, over on Twitch is going to be Mike, Nick, and Andy playing some Modern Warfare Two beta. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtubecom kind of funny plays. But also after this, over on youtubecom is kind of funny. Bert, what you doing the screencast for? We are recording Screencast Live over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny for episode four of Andor, which was a really good episode, and I can't wait to talk to the rest of the Star Wars crew about that. We'll be going live soon after we're done recording a certain post show for a certain show called Games Daily. Star Wars Andor what? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I know. It's not a great joke. It's not a I great know. Joke. My dad made the same fucking joke two weeks ago. It's such so an just, easy joke to make. I know. I know. It's it's a dad it's dad humor. That's where you're at, Bless. That's what hey, you've sunk into. I'm, I'm finally aging. Uh, of course, this has been Kinda Funny Games <laughs> Daily. Each new weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kinda Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, 
Until next time, game daily.